It's the Daily Talk Show for the uh, for the 7th, Wednesday the 7th of February. Hey, Tommy. Hey, man. Episode, what are we at? I keep forgetting. 18? 17 or 18? 17? 17. 17, yeah. Sick! 17, 18. 18, 19, and then 20 on Monday. Yeah, perfect. Ooh. Welcome. Thanks. You're uh, in my pl- house, but yeah, I get I'm, it. Yeah, I'm in your house. I get it. I'm eating your food and drinking your water. Uh, so I'm your guest. Thanks for break. having me. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking on the car on the way over here. Long long ride? I'm pissed off. Why? I've been trolled oh. again. By on the internet? Yeah, on YouTube. So About what? <laughs> I, I'll firstly, I got trolled um, a while back on the O-Bike videos. Yeah. I got trolled t- quite a bit on that because I think people were legitimately thinking I was serious about fishing them out of the river like it was actually... Something I do every single day. And O-Bike also were fucking using it as advertising, yes. which confused shit as well. So I did the um, raising money by selling the O-Bike fishing t-shirts for charity. Yeah. The website's still there, obikefishing.com. Yeah. Anyway, let me just, I just want to read out quickly how I sat. It was a subtle troll from a bloke named Bob Corny. Now, all these- Hang on. Aren't they all named fucking Bob? Is this the same guy? This, this is no. This is the guy. I'm, I'm oh, reading back. Okay, sorry. What you know about this? But I'm I want to share this. I'm fucking full numpty. I want to share this. Yep. Here's the thing about this. Because we're all calling him Robert just yeah. to fucking piss him off. These fucking trolls. They use accounts on YouTube, and there's no profile picture, of course. Um, but so this is this is funny. So fizzy water's good, by the so way. I released a video that was basically. I think it was called um, "How I Raised One Thousand Five Hundred Twenty Dollars." using O-bikes or something around that. Anyway, Bob wrote on the video, which has me talking about the money that I raised and releasing the figure. Yeah. Bob said, did O-bike pay $1,520 to you? Question mark. I wrote back and said, they bought a bunch of t-shirts too, but didn't pay me anything for making any of the videos. If only. Ha ha ha. I see the first issue is that I even fucking engaged with this idiot. Yeah. And then he said, I think we both know. They paid you a hefty bit for the shit house system and the world's dumbest marketing campaign. I then said, haha, if only. And then he wrote back, well, they did. No wanker in Melbourne would go O-bike fishing. Go make a vlog about it, like your video style, and then keep saying how good they are. Not many people want them damn O-bikes, in brackets. I do, but most don't. And I think with a better system, they could easily become a smash hit. The problem I... with Bob is he's taking the things that he's thinking in his fucking head <laughs> yeah. and he's somehow managed to get to the, your comment section. This okay. is it's not even just a troll. Yeah. It's an op- it's a fucking flood of thoughts that he's having. I wrote back my bank account and wife say differently Robert and it looks as though I'm a wanker then. Did you help me craft that one? Yeah, I think so. We had a few different <laughs> options. I think one of them was I think the wanker is the one writing comments on the... Yeah, we we wrote about... We, we had about four different responses. So uh, the reason I bring it up, because today I want you to help me craft a response. I do like this stuff. Go on. Because I've already it? bitten. I've got, I got trolled last night. Yeah. And they brought my fucking family into it. Wait, and you made the mistake of... You've Just written writing back. back, yeah. You wrote back without consulting me. I did. It was Big early and I didn't think about That's it. That's like so the this... Telstra thing that happened where you go down this fucking rabbit hole. I know. Without consulting me, go. Does it mean you're a king troll if you know how to out-troll the trolls? No, yeah, I just, I think that I'm, I've got a good mix of, I've been there, I've bitten back, but I feel like I've got a good bite 
but I know yeah. when to use it. And you're good with words and you're smart, so it's, <laughs> it's a good concoction. Go on. All right, this is, have you seen this video on my YouTube channel? Haunted Abandoned Hospital. No, I don't think I, I made have. this back in 2015, okay. March of 2015. Don't play it for me now, but just no, tell I'm me what it's about. It it's basically me looking through this haunted hospital in Maroopna, just outside of Shepparton yeah. in country Victoria. And I went in the day and, my, and Amy stayed in the car, my wife. Anyway, this bloke, no profile picture. His name's Tom, Tom Tonka. Tom Tonka. With no profile picture. Picture? Picture. He said, go there at night, not in the day, you fucking sissy. P.S. The scariest thing in the video was your girlfriend with no makeup. Wow. Anyway, so I wrote back, Tom Tonka, just checked your channel and couldn't find the video of you going into the abandoned hospital at night with your hot girlfriend. Can you link me? Question mark. Yeah, it's okay. So but was, yeah, I know. Like, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't. Um, let's give me, um, so he's written back to that. Okay. What has he written? He said, uh, yes, I always knew my life was missing something. Turns out it's uploading shitty videos. Touche. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's, it just pissed me off. Cause I, what's his name? Tom, Tom Tonka. Tom Is it a Tonka. real name? Is it a real person? Don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, they're all real people, right? You can't be a cunt and just be... <laughs> no, I mean real it. person being Tom Tonka's the real guy. Okay, yeah. But it's it, it fucking pissed me off. Because yeah. it pissed me off because I bit, I bit back and I could have just left it. It's on an old video. So there's multiple levels here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do I even write back to this idiot? Uh, probably not, but let's have a, a fun in right, thinking yeah. of stuff to write back. So, so it turns out uploading shitty videos. Touche. Okay, great. Um, I think it's something around. I hope you watched my video using your mobile data, and you go over this month and have to pay extra. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I like it. I like Maybe it. Maybe not the fucking piece of shit bit. As much as we want to put it in. Yeah. Uh, look. So that's one angle. Oh, there's heaps. Read his one again. What has he said? Um, the, fir- the very first mm-hmm. one. Go there at night in the and not in the day, you fucking sissy. P.S. The scariest thing in this video was your girlfriend with no makeup. Okay. All and right. So it's a... The video is five minutes and six seconds long. So there could be something in like... Um, I'm, I'm so glad I could help waste five... Yeah, so I think that the thing is that it's... See, the asshole's fuck- on our podcast. Yeah, we're it's- giving him... Like, it's... Uh, yeah, don't feed the trolls. You're right. Because he's... Uh, I mean, we can have fun in little things that we could say back. Yeah, I'm not going to write back. Um, but let's- yeah, don't write back. <laughs> Maybe just be like, hey, Tom, like, t- why don't you make a video that you you know, like... Can- I know. I think it's so like he's clearly got some trauma from his childhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he's giving I, me Tom, shit. Tom, did I bully you in school? If so, I would just like to apologise. <laughs> but it's time to move the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, there's so many th- things that you could say. What have you trolled someone? Honestly, have you written on someone where you've been completely anonymous and not? Nah. Nah, me either. I don't fucking nah, get it, I just, dude. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I haven't f- felt the need. And I think it's when 
it's things like this. Any art form, musicians, mm-hmm. artists. I'm having like fun paint. in thinking of shits right back to old fucking Tom. That is good. But I think it's like this. <laughs> it really hits deep when you've... It's not even the video. Like, it's not even the, the comment that he put. It's like him going out of his way to do this. And it's so, such an easy bite. Like, it's, well, he's, he's put out the bait. He's projecting so hard at something that is he... So, he, he's upset. Like, we were talking about the other day, I put up a fairly shit video and you were talking about... I could tell in your voice when you were talking to me about, like, when we are having a bit of a retrospective on the video, you were disappointed. Like, you, there yeah. was a level of you wanting to for me to do great videos. Yeah. And I think that an extension of that is there's these people who are saying these things not because... They're saying them because those comments more to themselves. Mm. It's this thing of like, he's probably not comfortable. Maybe he doesn't have a partner or he's not comfortable. His partner's not comfortable being on video. And so he's projecting all of that. I mean, he might also just be a piece of shit, but I'm pretty sure that he's projecting. Yeah. And I think that all, all that we can do is have positive self-talk because I think I was speaking to a friend today. I caught up with her for lunch. She was running a little bit late. She had a bit of a blow up in a meeting with her boss there and a um, brand new employee who just started just being like, oh, this is fucked. And uh, she wasn't feeling that good about it. And uh, and the thing to consider is, yeah, like you might, you can make a mistake in a moment. You can do these things, but it's you can only handle what you're doing going forward. You can only control your... You can't fucking control Tom. Yeah. You can't control what he's going to... He might be fucking wittier than you. He might like... So, yeah, but he's probably not wittier than you, mate. So I mean, that's, that's yeah. he doesn't know I've got you on my side. But the thing is, I think it's the, yeah, I get it. it's the acceptance in those external forces, whatever. And like to bring it back to my my friend and what I've been thinking about is it's like, I think that we can beat ourselves up on things mm. and be like, you know, even about responding and, and being like, Oh geez, I fucking played into exactly what he's saying and all that sort of stuff. And I just think, um, just fucking, you have to move on. Like you think about the, um, the bigger, like that's scalable right now. Right. The trolls are scalable. Like you can, you're hyper connected to them. But imagine if you are fucking Katy Perry, right? If you're Katy Perry, she is not, as one person, she cannot scale trolls. She can't like reach out to all of them. And I don't think it's... No, I don't. And that's what I think about any Like these YouTubers that scale 10 million subscribers, they would be getting so much... Shit. Yeah. Look at Logan Paul at the moment. Yeah. Who made some pretty bad choices and felt the full force of trolls towards him, also towards like from money from a monetary side of things, YouTube sh- shutting down half of his ad rev. It's yeah. like he's just come back on to the scene. Have you have you read mm. John Ronson's So You've Been Publicly Shamed? No, I haven't. Fucking great book. Good book. All about this stuff where it's like... Hello, I'm John Ronson. And you have been publicly shamed. Oh, that's actually quite good. Not a bad accent. Yeah. I listened to the sex... Um, what's it called? Oh, yeah, uh, the so butterfly I made a porno. one. A oh, butterfly effect. Yeah. 
the only bit I can do, I know I've said drop the C-bomb once or twice this. Yeah, multiple, probably up to fifth time. Uh, but one of my, like when I pretend to be John Ronson, I, um, I use the C-bomb because there's this line where it's like, um, there, it was like a response uh, to the, the chick who uh, was going to Africa and said, hopefully I don't get AIDS. Yeah. And got slammed for it, obviously. Mm. But then it was like, I remember there's one line in there, which is like so full out. It's like, rip out her cunt, they said. <laughs> someone someone yeah, wrote that to her. Yeah, it. on fucking Twitter and stuff. She don't think that's possible um, to rip out someone's cunt. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that means. And so what about this book? I don't know the, the other yeah, one. It's that fucking great. Uh, What's it about trolls? Yeah, it's all about how someone can fuck up, they can do something wrong, and then the what comes after it, the lynch mob or whatever you want to call it, mm. that comes after it is way <clears> fucking worse. Like, I don't know. I literally only heard one line in the news the other day, but it was about um, uh, Robert Doyle mm. standing down or whatever. Yesterday he's done, he quit. Yeah, and the thing is... Um, uh, who's the guy who's real big on the antidepresso um, uh, footballer mayor was a mayor or maybe not a mayor premier fuck what's his name Barnaby Joyce no the one who that does like um, Australian Melbourne uh, Melbourne specific Hawthorne I think is his team we're going to get there I know this is painful yeah, for everyone yeah it's because it's sport and he, Josh has no fucking idea fucking blue uh, he does like the what's the fucking men's beyond blue help? yeah beyond blue Nick He's, Brax fuck you're getting close what is it what's he do anyway he's fucking he was a he Hawthorne maybe maybe a president maybe Melbourne Football Club and what's he done Premier fucking not Brax who was before Brax? I have no idea. It's Kennett. Yeah, Jeff Kennett. Jeff yes, Kennett. yes, yes, yes. President of the yeah. Hawthorne Footy Club. Yeah, see? Jeff Kennett. What about Jeff, Jeff Kennett? Kennett? He was all I... The only thing I heard in the news thing was that he uh, Robert Doyle didn't get a fair sort of um, fucking whatever it was. Like people weren't being fair to him. Or he what, didn't... because he, they, he was accused of being a sex pest? Well, the fair recourse. Well, yeah, it's that thing of like, okay, you've been publicly shamed being fucking ousted and we don't know any other of those details yeah what's it i heard a really good quote and it was in the herald sun surprising um but it was taken from a really scholar of a person and it was around mate i was reading the herald sun and this fucking scholar was (laughs) the point being it was around like a, a what do you call like a a whisper or something takes a lifetime to come around so yeah. it's around you know like if you if you get accused of being a sex pest regardless if you are or not yeah, it, it will take a lifetime for it to come round and the truth come yeah, out yeah absolutely but i think that the that's why we need to um control our internal monologue more yeah. than anything i've got this poster up um that i got in the off-screen magazine at mates mag uh, very good off-screen mag.com i think yeah. is his website and it's uh a list of things that says it's okay to it says it's okay to say I don't know ask for more clarity stay at home when you feel ill say you don't understand ask um, all these things right ask what an acronym stands for and these are the things that we uh, I feel like we do a fucking terrible job of giving ourselves like Mm. and uh, 
when you're getting attacked. And the reason that you need it is because when you've got a vicious uh, lynch mob or a malicious comment, you need to be internally okay. You need Mm. to be having voices that are positive, that's pushing you forward to be able to push up against Mm. any negative shit. Because if... If uh, if you were to say, you know, if you were to think about the internal monologue of creating video, there's probably a little bit of you which is like, oh, yeah, you're fucking, you know, fraud. You shouldn't really be doing this type of stuff. You're not really a fucking filmmaker. You don't, you're so fucking new to this. Who do you think you are doing? It? Like all of these things are very common thoughts that people have and people who are really successful And when you have those thoughts, when you have imposter syndrome, when someone gives you a little fucking right to comment, they're they're projecting their own imposter syndrome and their own things. And that's why it stings so much because uh, my my mate Dan uh, has a a saying, I think it comes from his uh, dad who's a pastor. They say, uh, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty fucking powerful. Yeah. It's like it is that cliche of the fucking the the bully is the bullied, and it's the yeah. you know it's the 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 thing that we don't know about the bully is that they fucking get hit when they're at home. Yeah, yeah, and um, so true. So, and I think the other thing that happens is when you internally give your have empathy for yourself and give yourself a break you're way more willing to give that same empathy to other people even if you go back right i remember i feel like i was blinded by a lot of this stuff because uh-huh. i was so in the early days of making content yeah and even getting into radio like listening back it's cringeworthy or shit but i never really in those moments was focusing on that because uh-huh. i couldn't I wouldn't survive. And it's like when you start posting videos. I've told you about my mate, Mitch, who's a teenager from up in Kyabra, yeah. country Victoria. I was like, dude, what do you, he, he wants to make videos and he wants to, you know, make vlogs and he's got camera equipment. And I was like, why aren't you making more? Like, put yeah. more stuff out. And anyway, long story short, I was like, I realized that he's pretty frightened by what kids say uh-huh. and kids can be fucking brutal. And that was my biggest, and we've spoken about this on a previous podcast, uh, previous episode. My, I think the biggest advantage that I actually had was being this fucking outcast and that that is what is cool. Mm. Like the thing that what is, what people perceive as cool initially is being able to like, not have this friction, just be like, you know, friends with everyone and be liked and not do anything that people are like, oh, did you fucking mm. see? You, know, you don't want to be talked about. You don't want all, all of those things. But there's a transaction going on. If you don't want to be talked about, you can't create anything that's worth talking about. Mm. And that goes both ways. Uh, so it's the it's the yin and the yang, right? It's a fucking... Yeah, there's, there's so much... I was listening to an audio book... I think it's called I Thought It Was Just Me and you always fucking have a go at me for listening to Brene Brown because it's a little no, bit... No, I like so, Brene Brown. We yeah. listen... Amy and I listen to... Oh, a bit of a change of heart. Some Brene Brown. Yeah, she you were... You, Brown. I fucking, you've softened up a lot. You used to... You were yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. sort of... Uh, uh, Bullshit, mate. It's fucking Joe yeah. Rogan or nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking fight companion. Unless, unless she's fucking... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you you are... Yeah, you, you were opposed... Which I get. It's a... Uh, yeah, she's 
she's uh i think maybe oprah at some point probably gave her the tick of approval or something she's got a very female focused audience which i think plays into my personality because i'm a bit femme yeah uh and yeah you are more fucking joe rogan you're getting your fucking uh mindfulness advice from a ufc commentator who used to be <laughs> on the fear factor is that right yeah, when you put concoction. it like that it's sort of fucked isn't it um but the Brene Brown, yeah, she's got uh, this book. I thought it was just me, all about shame and how many of these things are tied into shame. Mm. So um, I always try and pick up when something is, I am feeling shame. I remember after doing that fucking episode 14 or whatever, where we went a bit fucking out there and speaking to Brie afterwards and Brie... Which had, one? Was it you talking about Squidgy yeah, or... Yeah, exactly. It was one? me fucking talking about, you know, crazy shit that I did as a kid. Yeah. And Brie said to me, she's like, you know, I told like a guy who she'd just met at work to listen to my podcast. And the first <laughs> on thing... On the day you did that. On the day that I explained a story of when I was 15 and put a, a shower Squidgy in my asshole. <laughs> it never gets old. I love that story. And, Especially and, with no context. And the thing is context. that I um I realized that it was I I actually got real hot when she said, Oh, you can't can't do that. Like you shouldn't have posted yeah. that. I got hot. I got real hot. Like my head felt really hot and I felt like prickly. Yeah. And it's like a reaction that I was having to this shame that I was like that I'd created some and because Brie was like, you know, there's some things that are just personal. And she's come around and she ended up confronting that shame herself and the next day she's you know with her girlfriends out to brunch telling the story and they're fucking laughing and then she was able to and what i think that i'm trying to do there's half attention seeking because it gets a laugh i remember when i was a kid i was known as having these poo stories and it was like when i was about Fuck, it was, it was probably when I was about 11 years old. I was a bit of a fucking outcast in the sense of like the family friends group because everyone was like playing. You know, you'd go to people's houses and you'd be playing cricket or shit like that. And I remember I would just create these stories where I'd be where the punchline was that I walked in poo. So I'd be like, so I was walking. Not even you shut yourself. No, 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 no. It's oh, literally fuck, it was subpar just, stories. No, it was just literally me making up a story. Was so, it true? No. So, so I'd be like, just- they're like, Josh, tell us a poo story. I'm like, okay. So the other day I was walking along and I saw this massive kangaroo and it was like coming towards us and I couldn't, I, I couldn't run quick enough. So I hid behind a tree. Anyway, five minutes later they'd gone and I was walking along home. And as I got to the, near the front door, I stood in dog poo. <laughs> And they loved it. And they loved it. And it was sort of laughing at me. And okay, I remember yeah, my yeah. brother being like, you know that they're laughing oh, at really? you, not with you. And so the reason I bring that up is that was, I could tell that I loved the attention. I loved the attention. And it was one of the first times of me um, accepting the fact that even if this attention is coming from my expense of people laughing at me, I still it. dig it. Fascinating. What's fascinating is a... a, a physiological response yeah to your thought yeah crazy isn't it yeah and if you start to deconstruct and this is what i really want to get into fucking meditation and shit Mm. i've never been able to nail it down but meditation 
allows you to understand and see your thoughts mm. and being able to recognize because I think that we constantly go through these loops of the same things over and over again. Yeah. Like think about stories, things that happened to you years and years and years ago and for whatever reason they've stuck. They're yeah. in your head and they fucking, they come out and you... Tra- and They're on loops. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's just being reflective rather than reactive but you'll always be reactive i think most people are reactive to their thought like something happens a smell comes or they see somebody it's just triggering constantly thoughts from the past and i think it's recognizing it i think it's like you can react so it's the difference between reacting and hearing it and understanding why it's happening Mm. so it's like why and it what we can also potentially do is break that loop so it's like if someone says something, so for instance, you know, I think that sometimes if someone says something really mean or nasty, there's a sense of like, I want to hurt you as much as you've just hurt me. Yeah. So I'm going to hurt you with my words because I can know that I can do that. But it's it's knowing that that's the impulse. It's like, I'm hurting you because I want you to feel what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, totally. And it's realizing that, hang on, like let's break that loop let's like because how many times have you know you and your wife had an argument and then it actually becomes way bigger than whatever it needs to be because it's like it starts off with why are we running late you didn't get your shoes on in time to this fucking explosion of you don't love me anymore for me it's um it's it's like barking back it's like a dog that yeah. gets yelled at and you bark back. I, for me, it's like I've got. I think I've got much better at it. But from primary school and growing up, I was always blamed for everything. Yeah. At school, whether I did it or not, and most of the time I probably didn't do it, and then uh-huh. the other half of the time I did it. Yeah. But teachers, it's like they can damage kids, man, which flows into adult life. Yeah. So I, I definitely feel like I'm reactive to people pointing the finger well, at and me. Well, and a good example. And Was the that time is, you said something I punched you in the face? And, <laughs> no. no. Well, I think that it also plays into masculinity and all this sort of thing, not having enough conversations around that. I think that that's what women are better at is it's like they talk about all of this shit where it's not necessarily as natural to you can see that you're playing in this fluffy area and it, some people turn off. Yeah. But I've, I think a good example of where I noticed it from you is, I, and I think we've spoken about it on the show before, was when we were filming my uh, me being a dad for the day and you were walking and nearly knocked into uh, someone as they were riding their bike and the dad said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like oh, he was over the top. Watch out, watch out. Watch out. And your natural reaction was to be like, I knew they were there. And you didn't know what that like I did. Well I peripheral. I, I knew. Th- I think that the thing was that it was your your need to have a response and a reaction. Yeah. Um I totally and I and I knew it was probably the wrong response to this dude. But it's fine. Like and that's, but, that's and, where I, the and int- di- dissecting it's like I was pissed off that he wasn't telling his fucking kid to watch out. Yeah. When I was not, obviously not looking and his kid was just riding towards me and but, and when I say kid it was like an older kid yeah but I think that the the thing is that it's a uh, we can't contr- we can't control what that fuckhead out the front of Luna Park is going to say but we can control what we say and it's interesting because it's we need to be able to give ourselves 
a break. Yeah. And I wonder, it's not a natural reaction for you um, in that specific scenario because it was enough of a, you had a certain context that you were in and you reacted Mm. that way. But what about being able to say, sorry, mate. Mm. It's not a natural, like it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel natural. But what about, what what does that do? Like I wonder what because we feel and and the the natural response that we get instantly feels fucking like we might feel good where it's like we can have that quick conversation is that well, what a fuckhead, um, but I think that uh, for long term mm. happiness, yeah, it, it's totally natural. It's it's a more natural uh, like if you were to react positively, it's yeah, a, it's going to have a po- more positive outcome yeah so if you were to say sorry even if it's like yeah they were in the wrong a bit too it's like uh-huh. it takes two to tango but yeah who takes the high road yeah i totally get it and i and i definitely have had that he my wife she has had a bit of a run-in with someone at work right uh-huh. that raised their voice at her this is someone of power yeah at the at the job she's in uh-huh. and how that made her feel, right? Yeah. And for me, I think, fuck, any, anyone tells me, anyone fucking yells at me yeah. in my job, yeah. tell them to get fucked and I'll walk yeah. out. It's like, but then there's that, you know, f- f- and I know this is across the board, lots of people get yelled at at work, yeah. which you totally should not be yelled at uh-huh. by anyone at work. Yeah. Like that is the total wrong thing yeah. to have happened from someone in a more senior position. Yeah. But it's the response to that. And so where I would fail in an environment in a corporate world, like I think about any of the places I've worked at, mate, if anyone fucking yelled at me, yeah. I would bite and is back it the, hard. And is it the... Where do you think that comes from? Is there the sense of like realigning the alpha because it's like maybe maybe initially the instant response for me is the Justice. logic, no it's, the logic of you can't fucking yell at anyone. Yeah. So don't fucking yell at me. Yeah. And then it's like obviously the feeling like a, um, you know, for Amy, her response is like childhood feelings come yeah. up. You know, I don't want to be yelled at. Yeah. Like I've had that before. And that makes me feel a certain way. So it's like everyone has their own reaction. Yeah. Some could be to cower into the corner, not uh-huh. being a coward, but just that's their internal response is to mm-hmm. shut down or it's to bite back like a dog. And the hard thing is that people have different languages, yeah. right? So the thing is, if I tell someone to fuck off, it's not a big deal. Like, oh, fuck off, Tommy, <laughs> right? Like if, if I said that, yeah. it wouldn't be a big thing. You say that to someone else... And it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. And so this is... And so the thing is that, that that person who yelled at her might respond fucking better to having equal power, yeah, 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 power yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But we don't... Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a fucking psychologist. I don't understand this stuff. Yeah. But I think... Um, yeah, it's very tricky. How about this? Uh, a, f- uh, a friend was telling me a story about... Um, uh, you know, like just being called out by saying something that you think is harmless, uh, which isn't necessarily politically correct anymore. Okay. Someone was leaving a job, right? And uh, she was off to a, a new job and her manager. So the manager is a guy. The person leaving is a woman. The manager said, you know, over uh, the person t- took on a new role and 
over the, the last six months, she's really blossomed into that role, right? This, they both get along really well. This is uh, her going away thing, you know, all the people within the company. And she stopped him and said, don't say that I've blossomed. Would you say that to a man? Mm. And it was interesting because like, okay, like it's, would you ever say on oh, Josh's blossom? Like, I think maybe with me you would because I'm a bit fucking femme. But maybe these are feminine. Maybe is it talking down about someone saying, oh, they've blossomed or, you know, there's all this language, mm. these things that we say. Well, they're, they're calling stuff like this microaggressions. Yeah. So it could be the tone that you say something or the phrase that you use. Yeah. But it's harmless. A, it's It seems harmless from totally. the inside. Like he's obviously coming from a good place. But the thing is, maybe it is in a reality that we're not accepting. And anymore. so, how did she react to it? Well, she, so so she reacted, and that, that's what she said. She but said, so, you no, I, mean, I know what she said. But it was she felt like he was he would never say that to a man. Yeah, and it was pointing out that she is a female. Yeah. See, this is where it's getting so PC. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be something worse than that. Yeah, and maybe I'm t- totally out of touch. No, but I mean, this is uh, and the person who was telling me this story is female and was like, it seems like we're going a bit far. So there's a few things. She felt a certain way, which is totally okay. Yeah. And he then can, he then probably felt really fucking attacked. Yeah. Because he was probably coming from such a great place. Uh And I think you gauge it. Like if it's someone who's totally out of touch and you... Like they're not your friend, really. They're work pal, uh-huh. and they've shown signs of this, you know, macho masculinity mm-hmm. in the past. And then they say something like that. It's I like, think it's difficult. I think that maybe some of these things hinder positive change because mm-hmm. I. Uh, but I think that it's worthwhile. The thing is that if those things, the reason you know, you and I have had really robust conversations over the last couple of weeks about feminism and the modern workplace and all these types of things. And what one of the things that have informed me have been in these situations and mm. gaining empathy. And so these trigger points of these things happening. So her doing it has done something positive because yeah. if anything, it's making people think. And so maybe it's like, okay, how can we shift these things so, he, I mean, he could just easily choose his words more wisely yeah. next time. But then if you were to go deep into it, and I'm not, I'm not saying I want to, but it's yeah. like, are you pointing out, is she thinking that there is no difference between a man and a woman? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. not even in her mind. Well, I think it's a, con- like, I think that what could sometimes, it's the same as I remember um, uh, talking to Fifi Box. Uh, who's a radio personality and a friend of mine, and she talked. She was telling me how she fucking hates when people call her bubbly. Oh, you know, Fifi Box is really bubbly because to her it's this like soft fucking wording, which is very you don't really say. Oh, Tommy Jackets, this bubbly. Like we don't like we use that bubbly is a is really a female only word. Mm. And, and I think that maybe it's a way of uh, maybe we're using it as a proxy for more, not malicious, but sort of negative connotations. So yeah. bubbly is a bit of a fucking airhead. Bubbly is, it's it's a bit light. It's not necessarily going to have any depth. 
so I think that, you know, words are fucking interesting. You know, I remember being in high school and just saying, oh, you know, this shit's really gay. You know, you'd yeah. say gay. You'd just fucking call everything gay. Yeah. It's because no one had come out as gay yet. Yeah. Well, it's just the thing. <laughs> like, we were in a realm totally. where we just, we didn't, we didn't ha- know anything else. And then you have a bunch of gay friends and you start, you know, mixing in, in, in the fucking real world and then you feel like could you imagine say like how like gross would it be to use those those words and that's why it's good for fucking going out and exploring and seeing new places Mm. and being around different people um it's not about being pc uh it's about it's about something else yeah i don't know what it is yeah well i think that guy bring you back to the blossom can take from that that he wasn't in the wrong, but his word that he chose in the time that he used it yeah. made someone feel a certain way. Yeah, and and, and I guess like if you're to break, you just step out. It's like that's what you're seeing, and if you can next time choose a different word, yeah, you you'll have less of an impact on that. Uh-huh. I mean, what's another word? You've really grown. It's yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when so you think of a, a woman, if she has, like, I see the descriptive word blossom. It's like, you know, blooming. It's like females are, you know, beautiful and sort of there's many things that they don't possess that men, you know, traits like the mass, like testosterone, it's like aggression and things that come along with that. So it's yeah. like his choice of words was, he probably thought it was more elegant than just saying she's but I really think grown. That, I think that there's... All- from a hierarchical point of view, blossoming seems like something that happens early in a yeah. in a career. So someone who's in a senior position, I could I could imagine say, saying our interns have really blossomed. Maybe someone more senior who's like it's but fuck it's it's not easy. It's definitely no. what's but the one think, after that bloomed. You you blossom then you bloom. But I think it's fucking getting into the semantics. But then you said it's words, so we're thinking words. So it does get down to the semantics. But I think then we'd say, okay, let's not fucking use flowers. Okay, but at what point does that? What worries me, and I know we spoke about this in all these subjects, these in-depth subjects about what the worry is, and the worry comes down to people being so scared to talk. Yeah. Based on the fact that I use the word blossom, uh, bloom, blossom or bloom. Anyway, one of those blossom. in a conversation, and and when does it finish? And I know because then you got to look at these people's feelings is yeah totally true. It's yeah. like what it's their reality. And I think that some of it is saying like one language change that I made probably three or four years ago is I will call uh, girls who are friends, mate. Hey, mate. Like I'll use the word mate. I remember that being as a opposed thing. to what? What's the well, opposite? I just never used it. I feel like hey, there was babe. a no. <laughs> hey, sweet. hey, hey, bubby. Hey, bubs. Hey, babs. Yeah. Hey, babe. No, I think hey, that babe. I just don't think that. Um, I think some people people would even say, oh, you don't call a woman a mate. Like you don't say hey mate to a woman. Like for whatever reason, I just felt that like that was a thing. Whereas, actually, it's probably long. It's probably been more like five years where it's. I've changed that. I remember specifically changing that language where it's like, if we're going to create, like we need to create an environment where it's like, you can have men and women as friends and, you know, having that right dynamic. I don't mm. know. It's sort of, it's, yeah. it's fucking, it's a bit tricky. 
Um, so in depth, like you know, the, we're just scratching the surface of something that's thick, and then there's an inner layer to yeah. it because there are laws coming out around using certain words, uh-huh. pronouns for genders. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I yeah I I remember I had someone who on um, LinkedIn I did a video uh, with Christian Hull, a friend of mine who's a great like fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, comedian who does a bunch of videos on Facebook who you know as well and uh, there was a photo of him and I and I'm filming him and he's in his Trish wig he does his character Trish and someone on LinkedIn said I hope this video isn't transphobic and fuck off and so my response was was, Tonka? Tom Tonka? (laughs) No that was and it was someone the thing was it was someone who I had been following on social media who had been going, had been having fucking testosterone injections, okay. had been going through. So I'm like, okay, they, he's going through, uh, he's hypersensitive to this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's projecting, but I think that it's a very interesting realm where it's like, where there's diminishing returns, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, the, the the thing is that he's gone in and said this thing that is um i feel like it it put me in a position where i was like i said i actually don't know if it's transphobic feel free to watch though because i in fact is is having a man dress up as a woman doing comedy doing a parody is it transphobic i don't actually know okay it's because then you go into the nuances of it uh, christian hull's a gay man yeah who is rather feminine yeah. in his approach uh-huh. and he's a lovely, sweet guy. Yeah. It's like, does that play into it? Because yeah. if it's, well, a, that's it. I'm if like, it's me, and a, you know, like I'm a bit of a blokey bloke well, wearing was, a wig, yeah. does that, I mean, that would probably seem more transphobic if you're ever going to compare the two of us. And there was a little bit of that where I'm like, um, <sighs> stop fucking picking on another minority. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like being true. like, actually, you fucked it because you just... You're yeah. doing exactly what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But it's it's so fucking complex. Yeah. But I'm enjoy I enjoy I don't see it as a barrier. I see this thing as like, okay, how can we build empathy? How can we learn from these things? How can we um you know, I think that ticking boxes and stuff like that can sometimes uh make you a bit disenfranchised by the whole process. So, you know, like I'll have meetings where it's where we're openly talking about you know people talent in video, and I remember getting a friend in a photo with a CEO, and she said, uh, you, "Is this she's Asian?" And she said, "Is this for the whole fucking diversity card?" And I laughed. I said, "Nah," but reality was, it's like I wanted a different face. Yeah, and all of this, like I'm so out of my fucking depth with with this stuff, but. It's. Um, I get it. There would be a lot of people that, in the behind the scenes, they are totally not being racist. Yeah. But they would probably come across it when their job is we need to cast. <laughs> we're shooting a film that's Mexican yeah. people within. Yeah. We need to find Mexicans. Yeah. It's like in the way they'd be talking. I know it's very off the cuff. And mm-hmm. so it's like when this politically correct. Yeah. And for a lot of, you know, a lot of times it's right that it's becoming politically correct, yeah. helping minority groups, but there's yeah. also the other time where it's butting heads with this thing. Exactly. It's what's going to happen. And I think that what I've taken from it is even though things can go too fucking far, 
we shouldn't use that as a as a case to say we're not going to care we're not we're yeah. pushing back on it i think we support and we have our moments of like ah this seems like unnecessary and um leave it at that because i think that i remember uh having my friend cyan who is big in the diversity space a female entrepreneur who's done amazing things and she was talking about the negative impact in doing in some of these discussions where actually pushing some of this stuff ends up hindering rather than mm. helping and that would be fucking a terrible outcome so mm. i mean you know we're very fucking underqualified to talk yeah. about this shit but i think we're touching on topics though it's like we're definitely not giving our straight opinion or bringing well, facts that we aren't yeah no i knowing. think that we're get, just giving our fucking thoughts and maybe it's getting other people to think it maybe you are like a, maybe you're just a couple of whiteies who have no sense of mm. this sort of stuff and maybe you're and maybe this has given you something yeah. i don't even know if you can say and maybe whiteies. you could be tom tonka who fuck can go you, fuck bro. himself <laughs> uh, thanks everyone happy if get, wednesday if you get trolled don't bite back like i do yeah just fucking leave it and don't, don't stop it from making shit too it's um do you know it's 37 degrees right now out yeah. in Melbourne? Thanks, uh, weather guy Josh. Yeah, and uh, you know, stay cool, everyone, and uh, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Oh, actually, you know what? Before we go, yeah, get people to fucking if if you are on iTunes, subscribe. Yes, and, and give us a review. Give us a review or just fucking rate. We've got six ratings now, all five star, which is fucking great. Uh, next week we're going to start talking about this as well. So yeah. hopefully we haven't said anything too offensive. All right, bye guys. <laughs>